Sunday podcast. Can you believe this is episode two? What? Just a few weeks ago, this was just a concept in my mind that had not come into fruition. And now not only is it in fruition, but we are in episode two. Okay. That is amazing to me. Um, but I'm so excited. The last episode got so much great feedback and I'm looking forward to what's next. As I unlock new things about myself and just like discover things, I can't wait to keep sharing y'all, sharing with y'all what I'm learning. But today we are talking about love and what love looks like to me now um, as I'm on my healing journey and what I want love to look like in the future for me. But before we even get started there, you know where we have to go first and that is doing self-care, don't care. six months, I have realized the importance of canceling plans and rescheduling plans to prioritize self-care. Sometimes you have to, you know what I mean? And you know why it's hard for me? Okay, well, I'll give you an example. Halloween, right? My birthday's around Halloween. I'm born on October 29th. Shout out on my Scorpios. Ooh, ah, let's get it. Um, <laughs> Halloween weekend is so much fun. There are so many parties. There's so much things to do. It's like, and this past Halloween, I was going to go to a really fun party with my friends here in the city. And we had our sights set on that. Baby, the day of that party, I said, wait a minute. I woke up that, <laughs> I woke up that morning. I said, wait a minute. Who is going to this party? Okay. Who is going to this party? It was supposed to be me and my three friends. I was exhausted. All I wanted to do that day was sleep. And every I was getting so many signs that I needed to sleep or I just needed to stay home. And old me would have been like, no, girl, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Oh, like, this is going to be a bomb party. All types of people are going to be there. This is going to be an amazing networking experience. The new me was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me text my friends and tell them, babies, I love you guys so much. But I, I can't do this tonight. <laughs> tonight, I literally want to sleep. I want to sleep. I, I just need to go to bed early. Like, and everything, I was like shaking when I was texting. Like, oh my God, I feel so bad. Because the party we were going to, like, um, it's something where I'm bringing them with me. So I felt bad because I'm like, if I don't go, then they can't go. Girl, when I texted them, every single one of my friends was like, woo! <laughs> Thank God. Like, oh, girl, one of my friends was like, girl, I just woke up from a nap. My other friend was like, girl, I didn't find a costume. My other friend was like, girl, thank God, because I wanted to watch 2B movies anyways. And so, <laughs> so many opportunities are going to come up in your life where, yes, you feel like you, you want to go to this thing and you, you have to go or you feel bad for canceling. But when your body's telling you, you got to go to sleep, you got to rest, it's okay to cancel plans or just reschedule them. Like, it's okay. You know, give people notice. Don't be canceling, you know, uh, an hour before. I think that's horrible. You definitely want to give notice, but we know ourselves very well. And I think what makes it so hard to cancel plans sometimes is because 
your 20s and just life in general are a constant battle between FOMO and knowing that you have your entire life to party. You have your entire life to go to holiday parties. You have your entire life to spend Halloween, to go to Halloween parties. You have your whole life to do all of these things. We talked about scarcity mindset in the last episode and scarcity mindset makes you feel like you're never going to be invited to an amazing Halloween celebrity filled party again, or that you're not going to be able to go to your friend's house. Like you, you just, it makes you feel like you will never have these experiences again. So therefore you have to stretch yourself thin. Therefore you can't go to bed early. Therefore you can't cancel these plans because it'll never happen again. But that's not how life works. That's not how life works. That's not how life works. Okay. <laughs> And then the other part of it is like, you're going to go to the party, you're exhausted, you're not even having the time of your life because all you want to do is go to bed. Like you got to drink coffee to go to the party. Now you're taking 45 tequila shots, you wake up the next day, you're hungover. It's just because you're trying to stay, no, 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 no. Just stay home, okay? <laughs> just, just stay home at that point. Like, it's, it's, it's so funny how abundance mindset, like we talked about in the last episode, it goes beyond money. It's just about life in general. Canceling plans and rescheduling plans, that comes from a place of knowing that you will be able to do that thing again. It's okay for you to miss out on that opportunity. Now, let me make something very clear, ladies and gentlemen. Although it is totally okay to um, cancel and reschedule plans. If you find that you are constantly wanting to cancel and reschedule plans, this may be a point of evaluation in your life. And something's going on in your life where you're not really feeling up to going out, or maybe you're not even a, a huge fan of your friend groups or whatever. So there's something else going on in your life. So I would say that is a point of evaluation. Like if you're in need of that much self-care, you may be going through like a, a spiritual awakening. You may be going through a point in your life where you just really need to pour into yourself. So take note of that. If you're in that space where it's just like event after an event after event, you literally just want to reschedule everything. You want to cancel everything. That's okay. You're, you're probably going through a moment where you need some me time. But what I would recommend is that you be honest with the people around you and say like, I'm in a moment in my life where I really need to prioritize self-care. So you might not see me for a little bit, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm about to go off the grid, okay? Um, but that's that's where transparency and communication definitely comes in because one thing about it, two things for sure, if you start becoming that friend or that partner or the sibling who's just canceling and rescheduling everything, you may stop getting invites altogether. And now you wanna cry because ain't nobody inviting you nowhere. So. Um, <laughs> communication is super important and checking in with yourself is super important. So if you feel like you just are completely over being outside, there's probably a reason why that was my self-care. No, sorry. Doing self-care. Don't care. Um, over the past six months, it's just like learning that it is totally okay for me to cancel plans and reschedule plans for my peace and for my sleep and for me to just sit in silence and figure out what the hell is going on in my life. <laughs> All right, y'all. So for today's topic, I want to talk about how I believe people have given up on genuine love and how I believe that genuine love absolutely does still exist. 
I've been seeing so many videos, so many videos, so many videos <laughs> about how a man has to love a woman more in order for a relationship to work. And I'm here to let y'all know, I do not want my man to love me more than I love him. I don't want it. I literally do not want it. Now, some people may hear me say that and say, well, girl, do you want the opposite? Like, do you, do you want to love your man more than you, than he loves you? Hell no. <laughs> I absolutely do not want that either. But to me, the opposite of a man loving me more than I love him isn't the actual opposite. The opposite of that is genuine mutual attraction. The love that I want and the love that I know exists in this world and I know is coming for me soon, sooner or later is one in which myself and my partner absolutely love each other. And that exists, okay? That is called mutual attraction. And I think what's happening, and let me make a disclaimer here, right? This is an inclusive channel. So I'm going to use man and woman just for the sake of that's how I, you know, that's how I live my life, okay? <laughs> but you can fill in whatever your relationship dynamic is. And I'm not about to be going through every single relationship dynamic, but you get the point, right? Inclusive channel, this applies to everybody, no matter who you're in a relationship with and who you are. But the point that I'm trying to make is that Mutual attraction, mutual love, genuine love where two people come into a relationship absolutely does exist. And I think that the only reason why these videos about how your man has to love you more, your man has to love you more, your man has to love you more are infiltrating the internet and literally at the top of the algorithm is because people have given up on love. People have literally given up on the idea that genuine mutual attraction exists. And a lot, and I get why that can happen, and I and I see why it can happen because of the fact that a lot of women and men have been in relationships where it was like a charity. You're giving so much of yourself, you're spending so much of your energy, you're exhausting so much of your time, your resources, your money, your love your, your body, your sex, like literally everything to the point where it's like, now that y'all are not together anymore, you're like, I don't want to do that ever again. I don't want to be in a relationship ever again, where it feels like I'm exhausting so much of myself and my partner is not giving that back to me. So the opposite of that in most people's mind is now when I look for my next relationship, I'm going to make sure that my man is obsessed with me. He's pouring into me. He's giving me all his money. He's giving me all his time. He's giving me, 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 or she's giving me, whoever. But the reality of it is that is that is not the solution, in my opinion. That's not what I want. I don't want that. <laughs> in my opinion, the solution to a relationship that you were previously in, where you gave so much of your time and your energy and you felt like you weren't appreciated, it isn't to then go run into a relationship where a man is obsessed with you and you're not obsessed with him. No. 
The healed version of that, the opposite version of that, is a relationship in which you and your partner are obsessed and running towards and investing in and loving on and, and providing energy to each other. And the only reason why, like I said, it's like these old wounds, these old, like, this old relationship that literally just destroyed your vision and your, and your embodiment of love. It's like, it doesn't have to be like that. You know what's so crazy? I feel like we've gotten to a point now where, it's, where we're like, we've completely eliminated the ideology that mutual attraction exists. And it's like, your partner has to be obsessed with you. That's the only relationship. <laughs> That's like the ideal relationship. A partner that is obsessed with me. Baby, I'm gonna tell you right now. That used to be how I thought, but then I got that. Like, I, I've been with people who it, I knew for a fact it felt like they were obsessed with me. And I wasn't, the feelings were not mutual, okay? And you eventually, like, I eventually got the ick. And I think anybody, any woman, any man who's in a relationship where the person is more obsessed with you than you are with them, eventually you do start to get the ick because it's like they're doing a lot and you don't feel the same way. So it's, <laughs> it's like they're running towards you and you're like, hey, hi, how's it going? And that is the worst feeling. That is the absolute, like, I don't. And some people are like, well, I'd rather that than the other. Well, no, duh, you rather that. But at the end of the day, when you say that, you are literally eliminating the idea that mutual love exists. So I have gotten to a place this year where I don't even let that thought cross my mind, where I'm like, yo, I want a man that loves me more than, you know, I love him. No, 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 no. I don't even let that ideology cross my mind because what I genuinely want in my entire heart and my soul and my spirit is a relationship where me and my man, we are running towards each other, okay? We have a mutual attraction. I think that's where true intimacy, true growth, true, like a true long-lasting, genuine, pure love relationship exists. I genuinely believe, no pun intended, that genuine love exists through mutual attraction and no other way. There's no other way to have genuine pure love other than mutual attraction. I don't care, fight me on it, fight me, fight me. <laughs> Not physically though, don't do that. But <laughs>
you have to go into the opposite because that's the only way it will work because you did the, the latter for too long. You invested in a man for too long. You did the, and so those wounds have to be healed, whether it's through therapy, whether it's through daddy issue work, mommy issue work, whatever work you got to do, <laughs> um, whether it's through like literally just sitting with yourself and being like, damn. Why do I feel like I, you know, mutual relationships don't exist? Is it because you've never seen one? Are you surrounded by like failed relationships? Whatever it may be, like you got to heal that wound because the thought alone is not enough for me to just walk around and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm worthy of a a mutually attractive relationship. Uh, I'm worthy of a relationship with me and my man love each other equally. I can't just say it. I have to feel it. I have to embody it. It has to be something that I truly believe in my heart. And so until I can truly believe that by going to therapy, by doing the work, by understanding, you know, the the pain and the sorrow in my heart over past relationships, even, you know, our own parents' relationships have huge impacts on how we see love too. Like just healing through that, that's really the only way you can even begin to start attracting a mutually attractive relationship because again it's not enough to just say it you have to actually believe that you're worthy and deserving of a man who loves you just as much as you love him of a woman who loves you just as much as you love her and in addition to healing those wounds those deep wounds those inner child wounds especially ooh, there's a, a little boy and a little girl inside of all of us that's always you know bringing up these shadow parts of us that we have to heal. In addition to all of that, there's work that needs to be done. I truly believe, even with myself, I've noticed this. Like, I think sometimes, I think there's a lot of truth to this idea that we attract what we are, right? So if you're looking for a mutually attractive relationship where you and your partner love each other equally, like y'all love each other, and you're looking to attract somebody who's essentially loves just like you do, you got to make sure that your loving is in alignment. Because <laughs> if it's not, then you're and you're going to end up attracting like yourself, but not necessarily the best and most healed. And not even, sorry, not even the best, but like you're not going to, you may end up attracting not even like the, the best version of yourself. And that has definitely happened to me. And so the work that I've been doing since my relationship ended, it's just that work exactly. Um, something I did was a con to a pro list. And so what I did, I just sat down one day and I wrote down every, like, I had a list of, it was a very long list, <laughs> of all the things in my previous relationship that just, I never want to put up with again. Never, ever, ever want to put up with again. And I wrote the opposite of that thing. And then when I wrote the opposite of that thing, which is a more positive version of whatever it is was going wrong, I I had to genuinely ask myself, is this a trait that I possess? Because if I'm requiring that my future partner have this thing and I want to attract this type of person and have a true, genuinely, mutually attractive relationship, I, to some extent should also be able to say that I possess this quality and do so in a non-defensive, non-egotistical manner. Just be honest with myself. Is this a trait that I possess? 
And so, for example, in my next relationship, I'm really looking for a partner who is emotionally available. I'm looking for that. That's something I want. It is a non-negotiable. And so if that's what I'm looking for, I had to be honest with myself when I was making that list. I said, am I emotionally available? And, you know, at first instance, we all want to be like, yes, I am. <laughs> How can I be looking for something? Obviously, if I'm looking for it, that means I'm it. But that's not always necessarily true, especially for me. I'm an only child. I'm hyper independent. I love being alone. Okay. And so sometimes I do find myself liking to be so alone so much to the point where I don't push myself to go out with friends. I may not hang out with my mom as much. Um, I may not be as emotionally available for the people around me as I think I am. And that was a very honest, true, like introspective moment for me. It's like, okay, I'm looking for a partner in my next relationship who is emotionally available, but I have to ask myself, I can do a much better job with being emotionally available for my friends, for my family, for just everybody around me. And that doesn't mean you have to be like this hyper extroverted, gotta be outside all the time type of person, because that's not me, period, okay? I like to be by myself. I, I need to be by myself to rejuvenate, but it doesn't mean that I could do a much better job of being available for the people around me, period. Especially if I know that that's the type of relationship that I want, where we're both available for each other. I have to become that for in general. That just has to be me, not just in a relationship, but with all my friendships and everybody around me. You have, you have to consistently embody something throughout your life to attract it in general, because that is how vibration works. That's how the universe works. Like you, you receive what you are. So you can't just be available with your man. You got to be available with everybody around you. And that takes a lot of work, a lot of work. So do that work. Okay. And another major thing that people are always fighting about in, in relationships is money, financial stability. Where the money at? How, why we ain't going on vacation? Why you ain't buy me that bag? <laughs> or even just uh, serious things like why we can't pay the bills, right? And so when you, if you leave your partner and now you're in a place of like, okay, I need to find a man who's more financially stable, you have to be real with yourself. Am I financially stable? And at first you're going to be defensive and be like, yes, I am. Why would I be looking for somebody who's, but you have to realize financial stability is so much more than just how much money you make, right? You can make six figures and live paycheck to paycheck. So financial stability is also about, are you good at budgeting? Do you have lack mindset? Do you have scarcity mindset? Are you somebody who has you have a, you could have all the money in the world and still hold on to it like crazy. That's me, right? So because I sit in scarcity mindset when it comes to money and I'm working on that, it's very easy for me to keep tr attracting partners who also have scarcity mindset when it comes to money. Because even though financially I'm very stable, like, and have been since I started working, my relationship with money is very fucking weird. <laughs> And so a lot of times I do end up attracting people who have that scarcity mindset. And so, and, and let's say you're not the best at budgeting. You could be attracting someone who also is not the best at budgeting. Um, let's say you're really flashy and you always got to have the best this and this and this, but you ain't ever got no money. You may end up attracting somebody who has, you know, you meet him. Oh, he looks good. He got this on. 
oh, he got that shit on. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when you get to know him a little better, you realize he's living paycheck to paycheck and now he ain't that sexy. <laughs> and so these are the things that like, I really encourage every everyone to make a list of like, what went wrong in your past relationship? What are you never putting up with again? Like, what are, where are you setting standards and boundaries? Create that list, create what the positive version of that looks like, and then go down that positive list and be honest with yourself, not defensive and say, am I this? Because if you can't say that with your whole heart, then once again, it's going to be very hard to find that mutually attractive relationship that you really want, that that positive list is based off of, because you yourself are not even embodying that. And that's something I learned this year. But it's also important because when you're, when you're working and you're vibrating at a really high vibration, you're, you're going to attract people who may not even be the best for you still, right? So when you're healing and you're doing the work, let's say a, a guy comes into your life who still isn't the best for you. When you're doing that work, you'll be able to be like, mm, mm, no, thank you. Or and let's say, you know, you get into that relationship and realize he isn't the best for you or that this isn't mutually as attractive as you thought it was. You'll have the confidence and the energy and the va va voom to be able to leave that relationship. And so even beyond just the attraction part of it, you'll, it the, the healing and the work gives you the discernment to say no and also the confidence to leave if it's not working. And so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on becoming that positive version of my list because one thing about it, two things for sure, I will not, I refuse, I refuse to be in a relationship where a man loves me more than I love him or I refuse to be in a relationship where I love a man more than he loves me because it never gave charity, okay? <laughs> This is not make a wish. This relationship, this is not make a wish. This is not a make a wish foundation. I'm looking for a foundation that is rooted in um, just genuine, pure, mutual attraction. I think that is so sexy and I know it exists for me and for you, girl, but we got to do the work. We got to do the healing. We got to do the inner work and we have to get it together because it is almost virtually impossible to attract that type of relationship if you just think you're perfect. It ain't happening. So we got to do the work. So we are wrapping up today's podcast with the Ask Brittany segment. My camera's about to die, so I'm going to run through this pretty quickly. Um, the question, I remember it because I literally just wrote it down, <laughs> but somebody on my Instagram asked me, how do you stop wanting to get revenge after you've already gotten revenge? But the best revenge, honestly, is completely eliminating access to you. It's giving very much access denied. It's giving very much return to sender. Um... The best revenge you can have on somebody is completely eliminating their access to you. So if you feel like there's more revenge you want to get, keep that top of mind. You're get, when you are trying to go out and get more revenge from them or on them, you are giving them more and more access to you. And it never gave that baby girl. It never gave that baby boy. Cut it off, okay? 
cut it off, block them, delete them, whatever you have to do, like completely remove them from your experience and your existence. Once you block them, you remove that access. Now you need to ask yourself, why do you want revenge so bad? There's probably some type of work, some type of emotional validation that you're getting from this person that you need to work through because we should never be getting that much external validation to the point where we want to keep seeking revenge over and over and over and over and over and over again. So once you cut that access off, it's time for you to get to work on yourself because there is some level of validation you are seeking from that person that you need to be getting from yourself. And that's a wrap, ladies and gents. I have 6% left on my camera, which means it's gonna die any minute. But I just wanna thank y'all for watching all the way to the end of this. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe and comment. Like, I love seeing y'all. When I see comments, I, so I literally try to respond to every single one of them, so please comment, because I love engaging with y'all. Um, I want the best for everybody, okay, when it comes to love. So take what I said, take it absolutely to heart, and I hope everyone finds the absolute love of their dreams in this lifetime. I'll see y'all in the next episode.